going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. This is Mental Health Week, and here in Calgary, a special presentation was made to honour the work done by a local organization. The Canadian Mental Health Association Calgary Region received a friendship bench for mental health. It's the first bright yellow bench to be placed here in Calgary and the first non-school location to be recognised across Canada. We reached out to the founder of the Friendship Bench, Sam Fiorella, for a chat which ended up going much longer than we anticipated, particularly for our show. Sam's son committed suicide in October 2014, and since then, he's dedicated his time to spreading awareness about mental health and getting help. Here is that conversation in its entirety with Sam Fiorella. Sam, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Take us back to the very beginning here, and what brought about the idea of a friendship bench? Well, the, the whole concept of the bench and the associated campaign, which is called Yellow is for Hello, was inspired by my son, who we lost in 2014 to suicide. In the aftermath of his death, we learned of him reaching out to many of his peers um, who he thought were suffering silently and by a simple hello started a conversation that in many cases ended up saving their life. And so I, we heard about a dozen of these stories after his death and we said what a shame it is that he isn't here anymore to continue to say hello and inspire those peer-to-peer conversations. And so the concept was created to develop these bench and a peer-to-peer campaign that would inspire other students to follow in those footsteps and reach out to their friends with a hello and ask how they're doing. It really is uh, amazing how a simple gesture like a hello or opening up a door for someone or uh, a really, really what should be a simple act of kindness can go a long way in the eyes of someone who is struggling with uh, the day-to-day issues that they might be facing. It's true. Um, over the course of the last four years, I've crisscrossed Canada dozens of times speaking to students. And one of the things that I've learned is that they have a need to be accepted uh, and to be seen. And often as parents, we will tell them, oh, it's going to be better. It was worse for me than it is for you. It'll be better for you tomorrow. This is normal. Suck it up. And students are really feeling that uh, parents are not either believing them or accepting what their struggles are today. Um, And so something as simple as saying hello, one friend saying hello to somebody else, as simple as that is, can be very powerful for someone to feel recognized. One of the things that I took away just from that little anecdote about what you've been hearing across the, the country is it's almost a notion of of comparing your situation to that. If you're trying to listen to somebody, you're trying to almost compare yourself to them rather than actually taking the time to listen. And that's that's really what should be at the forethought of every, or forefront of everybody's thoughts. Exactly. And social media is definitely not helping uh, this next generation, well, all of us, but this next generation in particular with that. Uh, There's both correlation and causation being linked between the escalating use and time spent on social media and the negative mental health that our students are facing. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death in Canada amongst students between the ages of 14 and 25. 
Um, and it, according to the World Health Organization, will be the number one cause of death worldwide this year, taking the lives of 1.53 million people. So it's really becoming an epidemic, and uh, we all need to do something to educate ourselves so that we can both better recognize others that are having these issues, as well as be able to put the words to what we ourselves might be struggling with. And that really is a challenge in today's social media realm, is that you take 18,000 attempts of a picture to get that perfect shot, and we're always attempting to make sure that we get the, the approval of everyone else through those likes or retweets or whatever the case may be, and yet what's really being lost in all of that is that you're you're using that platform to maybe hide something that is, that is much deeper than just a, a happy selfie. There's no question. Social media has lots of benefits to it, and it can come. It can bring around education, making new friends. But at the same time, it's having a um, a negative effect on all of us. Even just passive scrolling, even if you don't engage in social media, just passive scrolling of your social media stream, be it Facebook, Instagram, or others, has been proven to create negative feelings about your own life, where you are at the present moment and a negative view of your future. Um, So this is something that we need to educate ourselves on. We're never going to put the genie back in the bottle. For students in particular, social media will never go away, nor will their cell phones. But I've also learned that they're seeking education. Students want to take control of this narrative. And instead of being lectured to, they would rather just be educated and be able to take matters into their own hands. So beyond saying hello, how do you get that conversation rolling so it goes beyond the typical small talk that you would normally have? Well, as far as our organization is concerned, what we do is beyond the bench itself, which is really just a visual representation or a reminder to students every time they see it or sit on it, um, we run something called the Yellow is for Hello campaign. And in partnership with the schools, the high schools and secondary schools that have the bench and the campaign running, we look to create campaigns that destigmatize mental illness um, by encouraging students to come up with their own ideas of how to spread the message. Uh, we've done a lip sync battle uh, where students take a, a song, a popular song that has a positive message to those who are suffering, and you know they'll put something out on social media as just one example. You know, we encourage them to produce content, be it video, spoken word poem, uh, their own original songs that share with others what they, they themselves are struggling with. And so what we've discovered is that by improving the, the like or the, the peer-to-peer conversations around mental health, students are feeling more empowered to actually reach out to a professional and to an adult and ask for help. In fact, we've seen almost a 20% increase in the number of kids asking for help when we've put the, the campaign into a school. How important is it for us to have those conversations, even with kids younger than in high school, to at least get them thinking about it rather than kind of abruptly coming at it from a reactive approach uh, when you start to send something going on, you know, in grade 11? Actually, it's much younger than that. We're, I'm getting uh, an incredible amount of demand from elementary schools who are uh, we're seeing uh, ang- re- reported cases of anxiety and depression and even suicide. Uh, in fact, there was a nine-year-old that we mm. lost recently here in, in Calgary uh, to, to, to suicide. So we're seeing it now in elementary schools as early as grades five and six. So it is incredibly important to be open and honest about mental health. The idea that you, you, is that you can't hide it because students will 
suffer, and they will find what they're looking for on the Internet. Talking about suicide does not create suicide. What we need to do is educate our kids about the realities that they face in this modern world. Technology is changing things so fast that their resiliency skills are not keeping up. So we need to be giving them those resiliency skills so that they can deal with the stresses and the pressures that are unique to this new generation. What I find fascinating about today's announcement in particular is that uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association here in Calgary becomes the first location in Calgary, but also the first non-school location in Canada to receive one of these benches. Talk about the significance of that and moving the conversation beyond the school. Yeah, we, we rejected the, the idea of going outside of schools because students have been our, our number one focus. Uh, but what was different about this particular case is that CMHA in Calgary has really done something unique in the country, and they've opened their doors to community outreach, uh, both by inviting students and the public in uh, for free uh, education and for free support, as well as going out into the community with these pop-up peer, uh, peer support groups. Um, and because of that, we thought it was the, the perfect opportunity for us to expand outside of the schools. We know that a lot of students aren't in school, um, but they are suffering. And so we thought we needed to go everywhere students are, where there are support services that we can help connect them to. I know it's been uh, over five years, or just about five years now, but looking back and looking ahead to what you've accomplished over the last five years since your son's passing, uh, what kinds of things would you like to pass along to fellow parents and educators and those who are uh, listening to this conversation and and wondering how, uh, how to deal with what you've dealt with over the last five years and what you'd like them to take away from our conversation and, and what you've done? Um, I think that the, the, the key message, I, I do a lot of speaking to parents as well as to students, and it still amazes me the number of parents that are uneducated on mental health themselves. And it's one of the reasons why students are so reluctant to reach out to parents when they're suffering. We know that 50% of the people in Canada that are suffering with some form of mental illness never speak about it and never report it. And that's in part causing this escalating rate of suicides in this country. Um, And so what I say to parents is don't make the same mistake I made. I was ignorant of mental health. I didn't know that um, how to look for it, how to ask the questions. Um, So if you can educate yourself, and CMHA here in Calgary has some great resources for parents that are free and easily available, educate yourself so that you can ask your kids the right questions. And once you ask them the questions, be ready to not just dismiss what they're going through, but to listen and to accept what they're going through. That will make a big difference in them opening up. In your travels, do you get the sense that the conversation, especially from a parent or an adult perspective, is one, you know, when you talk about how they're not, uh, they're not educated on a lot of things, is it a willful ignorance to it? Or is it something where they just don't think it's going to happen to them? Or where do you, why do you think that it is that uh, much of a challenge for adults to wrap our heads around? Great question as well. And the answer is both. I've seen many cases where parents simply refuse to talk about suicide because it's a cultural or religious taboo. Um, And yet those are the families where there seems to be the highest uh, reported cases because kids are brought up in such a way that they can't ask for help. Um, I have one uh, kid in particular who reached out to me 
when he heard my story, was brave enough to tell me that he had considered suicide. I connected him to some peer counseling and suggested that he talk to his parents if he was serious. He mentioned it to his parents, and they beat him. They didn't beat him because he was feeling ill, but they beat him because he told someone outside the family uh, for the shame that it brought on the family. So there's a large stigma still within many cultures um, in our society. But the other side is just because we grew up in a world where we had the resiliency skills to deal with our, our, our challenges. We grew up as boomers, you know, well, suck it up, work hard, get a good education. If you get a degree, you're going to get a great paying job and live happily. Now, getting a doctorate is, you know, I, I know Uber drivers that have doctorates in something. Uh, a good education and working hard doesn't, ne- doesn't mean you're going to get into a university. It doesn't mean you're going to get a job if you graduate. And owning a home is next to impossible today for this next generation. So parents need to understand that this next generation is going through something that is incrementally worse and more difficult and more challenging than what we went through. And so we can't treat them the way we were treated. We need to educate ourselves uh, more than we thought we needed to in order to be able to help them. And even beyond that would be is to, as a parent or as an adult who's dealing with this, is to not internalize it on your own and say, this isn't uh, an indictment on my ability as a parent. It's to make sure that the, the actual indictment is making sure that I deal with it in the proper way. Exactly. And this is, you know, and I don't want to come across as I am, you know, berating all parents for not being adequate. This is something that none of us, and I'm throwing myself in the ring, I lost a child to suicide and I had no clue what it looked like or how to deal with it, which may be one of the reasons why I missed some of the signs potentially. I don't know. Uh, We are ill-equipped. We have not been educated. Um, So this is not something that's your fault. But now that you're hearing this conversation, if you're hearing it, I'm encouraging everybody to take a minute and to get themselves educated. It's definitely worth uh, that time for sure. Sam, I do appreciate the time. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Uh, Thank you for the conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the Calgary Today podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. When you do, don't forget to write the show and leave a comment. Until next time, my friends.